Welcome to the MSP Corner podcast. Before we kick off our show, we would like to share what our main objective is at the MSP Corner. Our main goal is to help CEOs build profitable and self-sustainable IT service firms. We are not just providing tools for IT firms. We will be sitting in meetings with you to ensure your IT firm stays on track. The first area we are focused on, strategic sales. IT firms are stuck selling technology or IT support. We will provide you with the blueprint so you position your firm as an added value to your prospects. We will have framework on how to sell value so you influence the prospect into selecting your firm. The second area we see many IT firms struggle in is marketing. 90 plus percent of businesses rely on antiquated marketing methods. The most popular choice, word of mouth. We have proven methods on how to attract the ideal prospect. Our framework will include how to become the online authority and be the business influencer for an industry. The third component to our package, scaling. IT firms walk away from opportunities because they lack the bandwidth or skill set to scale. We have lined up reputable businesses so our members can hire on-demand resources that will allow them to scale their business. The fourth area we will offer help in, selecting the right tools. In order to deliver value, you need the right tech stack. Our platform will offer information on products that are the ideal choice for MSPs. The fifth area we will offer help in is with documentation. Templates are a critical component when building an MSP. We will have contracts, proposals, SOWs, collateral, and much more in the template section. You will have every document you need to start up your managed IT service business. Thank you for tuning in. Let's go to our next podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the MSP Corner Podcast. I am your host, Fernando Leon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Gregory Moraviets. And today we're going to continue the cybersecurity discussion because, well, it was we got cut short yesterday, and Gregory and I are going to discuss a few bullet points that uh, we're probably going to expand on some answers or maybe give some insight. Gregory has a lot more knowledge in this arena, so let's uh, kick this show off. We're operating an MSSP, right? So based on the information you gathered yesterday, are we going to make any changes to our current policy? Do you, I'm the one that's creating these contracts, and do I need to go back and make any adjustments to our current clauses that, um, that addresses cybersecurity insurance? Well, I'll tell you this. Yes and no. Um, I mean, they told us that it wasn't a regulated industry, right? That there's no like requirements to have cybersecurity insurance and of what kind and what it does for you. And having been through a dozen cybersecurity breaches and lawsuits, I pretty much know that our that our contract doesn't protect us at all. Because anyone could sue anyone in the in the in the state of California for anything, you know. So what do you, 
What do you protect? You know, you could say in your contract, like we've seen before, we say things in our contract, like non-compete stuff. We put non-compete stuff in our contract and we say, you can't, you know, you can't go work for our customer without our permission, or you can't, if you, you, you got to wait a year before, you know, going to work for one of our customers. Well, that's all moot because it doesn't even mean anything, right? It's all, it's all just, you can't write over the law with your contract and, and there is no law about cybersecurity. So. Well, let me, let me ask you this though. Let's say we are a client's, we're responsible for everything, right? And when you, and I, I say that loosely because IT, there's so much involved with IT. We don't control what, um, you know, it, it's funny because my wife comes home with her computer and I gave her a thumb drive. She goes, oh, I can't plug this thumb drive while I'm at the office, but she can when she's at home, right? Um, they don't allow thumb drives to be, it, it won't work. As a matter of fact, I, I don't think it would even. Yeah, for, actually, we tried it when she did come home and it didn't work. But um, I'm, I'm assuming you can lock down computers pretty, pretty tight. But my question is this. If we are in charge of IT and we're explaining to a client that, OK, we've checked off every box. Look, you are a medical office or you're a financial office and. You are. We have backup in place. We've got a, a proactive model in place. We're you're 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 in the cloud. All your you're 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 locked in. This client is running efficiently. They're secure. And when I say secure, they've only authorized EDR. They're not in the any interest in adding additional fees for SIM, vulnerability scanning, phishing portals right? Dark web services, things like that. Let's just say they don't want to check off those boxes. They don't need those products. They're just fine. They're going to they're going to roll the dice, so to speak. And every quarter we talk to them and say, hey, you know what? We need to have an external pen test. We need to test your network. We need to have a, an, an ethical hacker attempt to break in, et cetera, et cetera. And they say, no, no, it's unnecessary, et cetera. So we're having these discussions. We send emails. We're telling them, "Hey, you need the you you need all this security. It's our we're obligated to inform you that um, because of our you know we're responsible people. We don't want to just have a lock at the front door. We want to have an alarm. We want to have cameras. We want to be as proactive as possible to protect your house. Now, all said and done, a year later go a year goes by." And they have a breach. They're, they somebody's downloaded ransomware. Their network is now encrypted. Thank goodness we have DR policies in place. We have great backups. We restore their data. They're down for let's say three, four days, a week at tops. Can they sue us? Or well, like I said, anyone can sue anyone for anything. Okay, at okay. all at any given time. It's okay, just. I I, I was right. Possible. I, I, I know that. I know that. I know that they can sue us because of you know California laws and right. because you, could, you can sue anybody for anything, right? Is there a case though? That's my question. My my follow up question is: Do they have what is their what are the chances they will succeed in winning? Like, oh, we're going to sue Single Point of Contact. 
because they didn't uh, lock down our network and they didn't. Ex- I I don't recall any conversations about you know uh, cybersecurity, et cetera, et cetera. Well, how do we prevent that? I mean, <laughs> what are the chances of them winning? Is my main question. Well, we already had that happen many times. So what happens is, is you tell, I tell you, Fernando, you need multi-factor authentication. And you're like, okay. And then you get your, your system is compromised. Forensic analysis is done. And it comes to see that Fernando's password was, was, uh, was, was compromised. And he, he got the, the ingress point was his system. Now, you sue me. You say, oh, God, you did this to me. You were good at my, your IT security. Well, wh- how did I tell you? Did I tell you verbally? Did I write down that you needed to do it? Did you reply that you understood that it, you needed to do it and you know what it meant? You know, all these factors may come into play with the assurance company. It's not even the lawyer. The lawyer will never get involved. Like I, we talked to an insurance firm. Lawyers don't get involved. It's all the insurance companies battling it out. And if you don't have an insurance company on your side, you're going to be in trouble. So you definitely need some insurance company on your side. And if if they're talking all cybersecurity-ish, you don't even have a basic policy, then yeah, you're going to be in trouble. So yeah, you can get sued, but is it is it going to matter? Eh, bleh. Your insurance company might just call it a day and say, the policy max is out at 100 grand. That's what you're going to get. And then they can go after you more but then they're going to have to incur their own legal fees when they go after you. And that's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars to sue you for, for what, you know, then they, you got to have those guys that figure out how much loss is every day. It's just really, really weird. So, but you do recommend that all IT firms have some level of cybersecurity insurance, not just liability insurance. I think that yes and no. <laughs> Again, if you're, <laughs> If you're a one-man show and you're walking around going from building to building and uh, and you're just helping people out with their computers, no, you don't need cyber insurance. If you have a data center and you're housing people's data and someone, you know, and someone puts credit cards and stuff on there, then yes, you do. If you're responsible that someone could somehow there could be splashback on you then yes, I would do it. But if there's no way there could be splashback, I would, and how to figure out if you can, if there's going to be splashback is a good question. You got to kind of f- suss it out. Interesting. All right. All right. Great. Well, I appreciate you clarifying that because yeah, there's, there's, as you know, there's a lot of one man shops out there and these guys need some guidance and you just clarified. Hey, based on, you know, how much data you're taking care of, or if you're just a small IT firm going from shop to shop or, or, or business to business doing computer support, not necessary. Why why have the overhead for cyber insurance if that's all you're doing? But I get it. That's great. That's great. That's great to know. And um, did they clear, you know, I know that insurance companies have all these check boxes, right? I, I don't know if this checkbox this this uh, list was uh, considered. Um, I, I'm sure as the industry evolves, it might go. This it might get much more uh, in depth on. Okay, you want cyber insurance? Do you have? I'm sure they're going to have 
questionnaires in the future? Do you have SIM in place, EDR, XDR, vulnerability scanning, compliance, and DR boxes, disaster recovery? Do you think insurance would be less expensive if, if you checked off all the security and disaster recovery boxes, or is that really not a factor in what how they're going to price that out? Um, I mean, they're going to they're they're going to do like a risk assess, assessment on you. They're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions, and it doesn't even it's not even known um, whether or not if you have like a GDPR policy if that's going to affect you positively or negatively. Because if you don't deal with anyone in Europe, you don't have a GDR, GDPR policy, so you're never going to need it. So them giving you a ding for it and making you pay more insurance because you don't have that policy is unfair. And I think they take that into effect. I hope they do. But we don't know. There's, they told us it's their secret sauce. It's some top secret juice that they have a calculator in the back with, uh, you know, with how it all works. Yeah. So yep. yeah. who knows? You know, we've been in business for over 20 years, two decades now. And I, I, I've heard a handful of times that uh, we've had some legal dealings. Have we? Has anybody filed a cyber? Have we filed a cyber uh, security insurance claim, or have we? Has a client filed one? What's What's the? Uh, what have you seen in the past? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. Like I said, dozens of times. I've seen cybersecurity claims firing off all over the place. Interesting. So yeah, we've never done one. No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, yeah, I'm more concerned about Spock. And if that's ever been the case, um, what have you seen as far as organ other organizations? Because I know you talk to a lot of IT firms. What have you seen in the marketplace today? And what should small IT firms or even you know even firms that are you know five, ten, twenty people? What should they be concerned with? What do you, what is your recommendation? Well, there you know if you go online, there's these there's these small boutique uh, secure cybersecurity. You know uh, you can pay for it online, and uh, you know it's like thirty nine or a hundred dollars a month, and they may cover you for a certain amount of money. But a lot of people are asking for five or ten million dollar policies. So then you're stuck now. You can't like. Then you're gonna pay hunt. You're gonna pay a thousand five hundred six hundred dollars for your cyber insurance policy, right? So yeah. if you're gonna be paying a thousand dollars a month for your policy, you better for a ten million dollar policy, you better have a good customer, right? You better have something lined up that's paying you twelve, eleven, ten, twelve thousand dollars a month, where you're making that as as net profit. Um, so you know, because it's gonna a thousand of it's gonna go away. Uh, and, you know, for your cyber insurance. So, you know, you got to be careful as to don't go crazy on your insurance and then not be able to pay or or have it all stuck on one customer or or the insurance you're having um, be so ex excessive that it's making you not profit. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I would just be, yeah, you just got to look at your situation. Interesting. Well, Next week we're going to be we're going to have a, a webinar on how small MSPs or IT firms in general can implement a SOC as a service uh, with zero investment, 
Do you recommend that all MSPs and IT firms have a SOC in place or is it worth all the headaches? Is it worth all the, the, the transition and management? And um, I know that we've talked several times about building in-house or outsourcing, but let's stick to just, how about just gen in general, the SOC concept? Is it something that all IT firms need to implement? It's not even a, it's not even a discussion. It isn't even a discussion. It's not even, <laughs> it's not even okay. something that is, is up for debate anymore. Customers yeah. are looking for cybersecurity as just being folded into your, into your offering. So if you don't have it, then you're not going to get it. So yeah, you're just going to be done. Yeah, no, it makes sense because it's, it's the world, the, the way the, these hackers are, have evolved, how much of a threat they are every day, every second of the day and around the clock. It's, it is getting worse by the minute, it seems. But yeah, I, I don't think, I think that IT departments, IT firms, MSPs, firms that are break fix, you guys need to look into a SOC plan or SOC as a service because if you plan on delivering value, if you plan on being proactive, if you plan on being different than your competition, you know, it's a nice feather in the cap, right? To have, to offer that SOC as a solution because it just, it gives that warm, fuzzy feeling to clients or prospects that, hey, these guys are not just an IT firm. They provide a cybersecurity strategy to keep us secure, re eliminate any uh, breaches. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that it shouldn't even be up for debate. So I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad that uh, that is a common um, um, way of thinking for 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 our organization. So but um, was there any other topics that the cyber insurance people brought up yesterday that you found, you know, uh, intriguing and you wanted to point out on, on this podcast? Um, I mean, they they were good at telling me that you know, counter countering everything with you need an insurance company to all of the answer to questions I would ask. So yeah. I find I find it when someone answers all of your questions with with answers of the same origin. It's like, you know, how should I get rid of back pain? Take aspirin. What should I do for <laughs> headaches? Take aspirin. What should I do if I break my foot? Take aspirin. You know, I kind of feel like well, okay, that is helpful, sort of. I mean, it's like keep keep telling the person the same thing over and over and over again, no matter what they yeah. ask you, is yeah. a little bit. It's it 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 makes me feel like it's like um, snake oil. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Which I kind of feel like insurance is. To be honest, with 100% honest with you, I think insurance of all types is snake oil. I think the whole thing is a snake oil environment, right? Yeah, it, it, it's funny. I had a friend uh, compare having insurance in place. It's like you're 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 betting yourself every day, every day, every month that okay, I'm gonna bet a hundred dollars from uh, that I'm not gonna get in a car wreck this week, right, or this month because yeah, it's like 
you um, are are uh, you you got to have it in place. You got to make that. You got to you got to have insurance. But it's 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 um it's that necessary evil, I would say, right? <laughs> well, there's a way if you want in the world that if you can cover if you can cover it, you can put up a bond for yourself. Like if you have a hundred grand in the bank or something, you yeah. can put up a bond and skip insurance. Okay. So you could just say, I can cover any damages that are done by myself because I have this bond. And there you go. And you don't have to, you just put the money in the bank and you don't have to pay insurance anymore. You're self-insured basically. And a lot of rich, lots of rich people do this. And that means that they don't have to pay insurance fees. And every year that goes by, they save, you know, that money, but they still have the requirement of being insured. Very good. Very good. Well, that wraps it up for this podcast. Kept it short because we're going to have a webinar on um, with this uh, organization. Because yeah, I, I I know that insurance is I, I having a cybersecurity insurance policy I, is just necessary. I don't I don't even want to say it's an option. I know you don't you feel like it's an option, but I feel you need to have every safeguard in place to keep your business. Um, and you know, keep it uh, safe from being sued. You don't ever want to go under, and at least get your client to get cyber insurance. Would you recommend that? Would you recommend? Okay, I'm not going to get cyber insurance, but I'm going to have my clients get cyber insurance. Would you rather go that route? Well, I think you should get cyber insurance. I don't think you should get like five or ten million dollar policies. I think you should skip it if you don't ever have any kind of capacity to ever be around, you know, information that could cause a cybersecurity issue. Like if you're a, a mom and pop or a break fix or a, a service manager, or if you fix like printers or something or, yeah. or whatever the core or bulk of your business is, do an evaluation. Yeah. Definitely uh -huh. get it. Definitely yeah. recommend your customer get it because then if anything happens, that that's who they're going to go to first, you know, but who's going to sue your customer? Yeah. No, well, nobody. You, Nobody. Well, they have to. You're right. But if they do get sued, though, right? Yeah, I mean, then they need it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, you need it then. <laughs> yeah. If they have a, a ransomware attack and they and it spreads to their clients, and then a client discovers that it came from them, yeah, I think they might be into and might be in a little trouble, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 possibilities of that is low. Would you say? It's low, but it's there. There's a it's a possible the the word possibility alone should put you into a, a state of panic. So you know, yeah. it, if I were if I were working by myself and I were not to be you know storing data of a customers, I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't do it. But if I were to be working on a you know a company, they'd most likely require that I have it. So yeah. there's no there's no getting around it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like the vaccine, right? You could not get it, and then you got to tell people you don't have it. They're just not going to hire you. So it's like, yeah. uh, well, I'll just go get it because I want to get hired. You don't yeah. even have to believe or not believe in it. You just yeah. go get it because it's part of job requirements. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so if someone goes, do you believe in the the 
the uh, the vaccine, you're like, no, but I believe in work. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in working for people. And so therefore I got it, you know, no big yeah. deal. I don't, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good, it's a valid point. Valid. Very yeah. valid. All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap up this show and uh, thanks for listening. And Greg, thanks again for, uh, to, uh, for, um, for being part of this podcast and topic. And uh, uh, this is a wrap. We'll say good night and have a, uh, we'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to sign up to be a member on www.mspcorner.com. Please share our link with a CEO who will find our information beneficial to their business. Have an awesome day.